Welcome to another exciting edition of the program Fab for Free for All, featuring the wonderful members of the Fab for Free for All crew who talk about very exciting topics about the group The Beatles. Are you excited, Henry? My personal favorites. I'm, I'm very excited right now. I'm sporting. <laughs> Morningwood Academy. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. <laughs> And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free-For-All. My name is Rob Leonard, and I'm your moderator for today's show. Joining me, as always, is Tony Treguardo. I am not a crook, but I'm a Beatles fan. <laughs> and uh, Mitch Axelrod. We were, in Nick, we were on Kissinger, so we had a I'm, I'm, I'm the president of the Newtopia, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Silence is golden, babe. Silence is golden. <laughs> Today our topic is where and how to start to be a Beatle fan. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It could be you know, a five-year-old. It could be a 15-year-old. You could be... 90. 90, I yep. guess, if you're where that interested. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And I thought to start the show, we'd maybe give a little background on how we first became Beatle fans and maybe at what age. We have talked about it in other shows, but for this just to give us a little background where we jumped in on the bandwagon, so to speak. I've never been a fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even we, know. we can tell that. <laughs> I just haven't. Yeah. Uh, That's why you want to keep doing a show well, on the how, Dave how, Clark how, Five. Can, yeah, I mean, real quick in a nutshell, how it started. Age two, my mother was a Paul McCartney fan when they were on Sullivan. So I was two, and she was a fan, and she actually sat me down in front of the TV, and, and uh, I think maybe to appease my father, who was jealous... I think she said, well, Mitch wants to watch the Beatles, but she wanted to. Of course. So, you know, all kidding aside, she was a fan, so she got me into it. And then after that, you know, I I got myself into it. My father's friend Bernie was the owner of a record store, got me the Beatles records two weeks prior to them coming out, even when I was three, four, five, and just enjoyed the crap out of them for until now. Not until now, even up through now. Right. Cool. So that's when I became a fan. How about you? Uh, For me... I uh, remember hearing the records on the radio, you know, from as far back as my cognitive memory allows me to. Uh, I remember I, the 45 of I Want to Hold Your Hand, saw her standing there, the American Capital Swirl single. I remember watching that go around on my sister's record player. I remember hearing those songs ad nauseum when I was little. So I was related to those two songs from, again, my first known memory, really. And then when I was five, and I've mentioned this as one of my sister's creative boyfriends, my sister used to babysit for me. She was 16, I was five. I would jump in the middle of everything. I was the precocious five-year-old kid constantly jumping on the couch. My dad had bought me a little mono record player. And I had my share of like the Peter Pan records and stuff. And dad was conscientious and he wanted to get me some music things. Around that time, I remember going out and buying my first 45, which was Aquarius let the sunshine in by uh, fifth, dimension. fifth dimension, which was on the charts at the time I bought it, I think. But this boyfriend came by and he brought me Meet the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, Led Zeppelin II, Disraeli Gears, and Willie and the Poor Boys. And that was that I was done. Not a bad uh, first five. Not a bad first five. Zeppelin II, Disraeli Gears had some great moments. The picture has a mustache and a rainbow has a beard. I thought it was the funniest, cutest thing in the world. But... Uh, Pepper and Meet the Beatles were my start point. And the fun part of it, for me, I always remember that I started Meet the Beatles with Side 2 because I was so familiar with the two songs that opened Side 1 that I didn't really need to hear those. I didn't have the drive to hear those right away. So I would generally start Meet the Beatles with Don't Bother Me. And Pepper, I just always skipped uh, Within You, Without You. I did that uh, too. At first, you know, when I was yeah. young. Now, of course, I, well, I did treasure too. that track. But we, but when you were young, it just was a little too get friggin' it. weird. I, I kind of thought there were a lot of people there, and it was kind of like, okay, these people think that this is cool. They're all waiting for the because you're at the beginning with the people, you know. Uh, I was like, all right, this is interesting. And no, at the end, no, it's at the, the end. I'm sorry, the, the people. end of yeah. the people. The, you know, it's like, all right, well, those people thought that was interesting, so. Maybe I will too one of these days, but not right now. I, I'm, I'm all you know. like with you on that one. I always wish I was a little bit shorter of a song. I still, I love yeah. it now. Oh, I love it now. It's it actually it's on the album. It's, it's actually because of the CD, you don't have that thing where you just skip over it, starting side two. 
Yeah, know, but you which press is what the I used to forward button. Right, yeah, but it's even easier because then otherwise you can lift the needle you, and yeah. now within you without you musically is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I agree. love that's, the as Indian I got older. As I've gotten older, it's 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 very mesmerizing. Yeah. It means more. Yeah, it means well, more. Yeah. It means I think more. that's it could be too. Definitely. Okay, you. Um, well, to me, the first thing I remember was in first grade or or kindergarten. It was either one. Uh, Yellow Submarine had come out as a movie. Sorry. And, of course, my parents didn't take me to it, you know, because the kids were smoking that marijuana. And, you know, not that I would have known what it was, but they didn't go take it. Plus, your little lungs should not be subjected to yeah, such they, thing. Yeah, they, w- they wouldn't go see that. But I've re- I heard everyone sing the chorus of Yellow Submarine. And then it turned in, we all live in Yellow Submarine, Yellow Submarine, Green Tambourine. Because that was also a hit at the time, oh, yeah, too. Sure. And then... My Beatles stuff really, you know, I didn't have older uh, siblings to give me records or records I can borrow from. My cousins had Beatles stuff, but they were more into Frank Zappa at the time and other wow. things like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, they named their dog Zappa. Uh, was a German Shepherd. Uh, wow. So I didn't really get into it maybe till about fifth grade when Band on the Run came out and I started to hear that. And then... You know, the Ringo album in 74. 74, I started to hear things. But I didn't buy a record yet because, you know, I heard it on the radio. I didn't need to sure. hear it. And then we all know the story. My father bought me Wings Over America for cleaning the lawn in seventh or eighth grade, whenever it was. And that started me to think, well, maybe I should start getting other records. Because my friends had started to get other records of bands. And they were making claims. Like my friend Joe was a Fleetwood Mac fan. So we went right. and bought... Not just rumors and the Fleetwood Mac album, but all the Kiln blues. House. Yeah, yeah, all the blue stuff. He's like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, Bear Trees, and you know. And my friend started getting into Foreigner. My brother got into uh, bands like Pat Benatar, and I ended up being the Beatles. And you know, I interesting. Got- the it, that's very funny that you say that. It's an it becomes in a way like it's an identity tag. Yeah, it's almost like you know, this is my band. Point. Okay, you guys got your yeah. bands. I got my band. And then it's funny because. The first albums you think of when you're going to become a Beatles fan, especially back then, would be the the 62 to 66 and the 67 to 70. Sure. And I, so many people probably started with those two records. Sure. And, but I didn't. I had the Beatles' greatest on that Dutch import, which was a legit Dutch import. And then I went into the red and the blue. And it's interesting because when Apple put those out, if you remember in 93, we were like, well, why are you guys putting these out, you know? But there's so many people where that sequence for each side is embedded in their brain. You know, you go to a yes. party, yeah. oh, put on the blue album, put on the red album. Yeah. And I think that's why they did it. It's you know, wasn't the best pick of every song that Beatles maybe should have be projecting. Sure. sure. But so many people know it. It sold 20 million copies each. So. Now, we'll add this in that we uh, we come to this from different perspectives because what's funny is- Mitch and I much more so, I think, than you, Rob. We came into it with our foundation being the American catalog. Right, and I I really didn't. Right, you came into it with the the true catalog as being... Right, because back then, and we've talked about this too, you were able to buy imports, and imports were different, and they weren't that much more money. And you got three extra songs. And you got actually. the three extra songs. You know, you had Corvettes and Sam Goody's, and these, these places prided themselves on having imports to right. have other people come in and say, well, I need something different. You know, that's where it starts. But I put Pepper first, and Pepper's basically the same as, you know, except for the inner groove. That's true. And the White Album also, that was next on the list. But I didn't get, like, the early stuff until much later. So, I mean, it's part of that. It, and you're right about that. You know, Mitch came in, you know, first generation at two and three. God, I, I barely remember anything. I remember watching Batman when I was, like, three. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm not kidding when I tell you that I really do remember... Oh, I know that. All of this. No, I mean, it's, and it's not a joke. You've brought up you know, real specific details on this show and, and, and just us hanging out, too. And I actually have pictures of me at the age of two and three. They're on our playing. website, Mitch. Everybody's seen them. Yeah, ah, no, but I have, I have more. And I'm, I'm going to actually put up a picture. I'm going to give it to you to put up from one of our home movies of me playing my guitar, which we have. But I'm going to focus in on the record that's on the turntable of when I'm playing. And it's a capital swirl. Mm. And I'm only two or three there. So you will see that I'm, you know, I'm not lying. But if you, (laughs) but think about it, you know, in our generation, when we're a little bit older, you know, the red, the blue, perfect place to start. 
And even if you never liked mm. anything else after the Beatles, in your opinion, well, you know, oh, I, I, I sort of agree with Rob. I even think now, I well, think wh- many well, years we, down the line. Why don't we get structured on this and say, yeah. why don't we go through each one and say where, if you were a Beatle fan or if you were a fan who had heard of this group called the Beatles right now in 2013 when we're taping this, and you knew of a couple of the hits, right? Where would you, Rob Leonard, even though you're moderating, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, thanks. Uh, Where would you tell a person to start? I would start with Beatles 1. 27 songs. A lot of times it's on sale for whatever reason. Every time I go into certain record stores, for whatever reason, that was on sale compared to the other catalog. It's well done. It's got virtually every song you'd want. It's Missing Strawberry Fields and Please Please Me. But everything else, basically, it's, it's all number one songs, but they're all good songs. And I think that'd be how many parties now go with Beatles 1 than, let's say, the Red, the Blue album, only because you don't have to touch the disc for an hour and a half or hour right. and 15 minutes. Right. So I, I would pick Beatles 1 if I was, like if my cousin came up to me and said, well, where would you go, Rob? I said, well, start with Beatles 1. But then that takes away the Red, the Blue album, which I think is also a, um, a different way of listening to the Beatles too. Beatles 1 is, is not that Red and the Blue don't have hits, but the Beatles 1 is all hits. So that, that would, I'd probably start with Beatles 1. Uh, where would you start, Tony? You know, it's difficult. I think to give someone a, a rounded view, and I know I'm being unfair because I'm hogging more stuff, but I would still go red and blue, even now. I, th- I think um, given the choice, depending on the age of the person, and I know we talked about, well, it should be all ages, but we're talking about how we'd handle all different ages. I do remember that Beatles 1 is an amazing start point. I remember playing gigs with my band around the time when um, 1 came out, and we do would do a yearly party, an outdoor party event. And um, band members who had kids, obviously anyone that had been in a band with me, obviously they were Beatles fans to begin with, but here we were, we finished our set, and we allowed the kids to put whatever they wanted to put on the CD player. And what did the kids put on? 1 which kind of blew my mind. Uh, but I think if someone was saying to me, I like the Beatles, or I've heard of the Beatles, or I'm into the Beatles, and gee, you know, Uncle Tony, you're a Beatle fan. Now I'm imagining my, you know, I have a little great nephew. I'm imagining 10 years from now, my niece going, oh God, he's mentioning the Beatles. Go talk to your uncle. <laughs> and now I have to, I'm going to say, I give him the Red and the Blue album, or not to really cop out and be a crumb, I'd give him an 80 minute mix. Of my own. That's, that's cheating. It's cheating. No, it's not. But it's not because we we, no, can, we are technologically we, never for it. That's we are true. we are technologically in an era where we could do that. Very, if you'd asked me quick. thirty years ago, I would have said to you, I would make them a mixtape. Seriously, I would go through my collection and make them a cassette, and there would be stuff on there that. Okay. I'm gonna give a nine-year-old kid a cassette altogether now. There are a handful of tracks not on the red and the blue that I would give to a younger kid. If you've got someone who's come to me who said, you know, Anthony, I am a fan of Jethro Tull, I am a fan of Focus, I am a fan of, and I've just discovered the joy of the Beatles, and I wish perhaps that you would recommend to me some music that I may enjoy. Obviously, I'd give them something fairly different. I'd give them Pepper. Orchestrated. Interesting. You know, matching... If they're Jethro Tull and Focus? Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying no. I'm, oh. I'm just shaking my hand. Yeah. Right. The orchestra stuff. Monsieur. I am coming at it from a whole different angle than the two of you. <clears throat> cool. I am coming from the angle that a person is familiar with one or red and blue. Okay. Yeah. And, I, I and their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. And is coming to me and saying, Mitch, I like the Beatles. I would like to pursue them in a... I think I'm a fan in the making. That's where you're going. Okay. And for me, I would say it's not only audio. It's books, films, whatever. Mm, We'll go there. Yes. Definitely. But as far as the audio to start with, I would say go get the remastered CDs that were put out in 2009 and start at the beginning. And here's why. 
Interesting. If you're going to, well, I'm assuming this person wants to find out more about the Beatles, all right? Not just their hits. Again, a big assumption, but I'm assuming that- But that's also a big jump in the fact you're going to buy 13 records. Well, hang on. This is me. I'm suggesting it. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but here's a suggestion. Go buy those 13 albums wherever you get them. It doesn't have to be, you know, get them and listen chronologically because once you listen chronologically, you will find out not only about the Beatles hits, but you will find out how good they were album by album and how they progressed. So you'll, you'll eventually get to the Revolvers, the Peppers, and you'll also, unfortunately, get to, you know, where they disintegrate a little bit, and then finally get to their, you know, Abbey Road pinnacle. Again, you're not just wanting the hits. But if you listen in chronological order, you miss out on the Maturity. singles, and yeah. the fact that Let It Be came out after Abbey Road. But again... I'm actually including past masters because you've got to listen to that. Which is funny, too, because if you think about it, Rob, that in a way, aside from one, past masters may kind of be closest thing we have to also to red and blue. That is, yeah. Because that, that it is a, the singles. Yeah, it is, it is the, the singles. singles. It's the non-LP track. So, and it's got some, what we grew up as album tracks. Right, it has yeah. some EP American stuff records. on there. And that's only my take on it because if you're coming to me and saying, hey, I just heard the, I bought one. And I keep hearing one. What else do the Beatles have? Well, I'd say in order to find out what the Beatles were and what they have, you really need to start at the beginning because you might start at Please Please Me and go, holy crap, that's great. And then I want to hear more. And it might build just like when we were young when every Beatle album came out and we anticipated that next album too. That's the only. I, I don't want someone to go to Pepper and start and then go back... Because if you go to Pepper and then you go to Please Please Me, I'm not so sure you're going to get, when I say get, air quotes, get the Beatles. That's how I did it, though. I'm not saying, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying you were wrong to do it. You were forced to do it that way because you didn't... Well, I was a second ha- generation. Right. Yeah. But when you have a person who's, who has heard one or right. the red and the blue, you have a no generation. And you can mold them any way you think you'd like them to be if they really are serious about becoming a full-fledged Beatle fan. Well, and, and again, though, to take to what you're saying, I may, you know, not to get really picky, but I would kind of think in a way, spin back a little bit on what I was saying. You do the red and the blue, but then the other option, too, is to do past masters, to do a combination of past masters. Another way to go, sort of to agree with the way you're going, Imagine saying to somebody where, again, it's my nephew, I'm going to buy them for him. So you know what I'll do? I'll get him Please Please Me and Abbey Road. I'm not you want sure to hear I it both? See, I See, to me, I like that because now it's like, oh, holy crap, these are the same people. Yes. Yeah, but, pretty but, cool. But huh? that, if, if you're just starting to get into them, it might throw you off. I, I don't think so well, because you're going to know, I mean, again. It might throw you off. It it's depends. Just, if, if you're, know, if why you're, didn't they stay the way they were in 63? Well, it depends or, on why or, didn't. Or you or, might dismiss the 63. Because you're hearing... Abbey Road, right? And now you're you're hearing Abbey Road, and then you're going to put on Anna, and you go, oh, I, I don't get it, I don't like that, and then you may actually turn them off to early Beatles because they've already heard I the late know, Beatles. Again, it depends on the age group. If you're looking at an age group and you're hearing doom da 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 da, and then you're hearing doodle 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 doodle, and you're hearing Octopus's Garden and Please Please Me, that's going to hold your average nine year old. You know, ten year old. Mm, are are you going to hear? I think we're actually talking about someone who's a little older. All right, so even your average fifteen year old yeah. is probably going to of this age group. If they like the stuff that they heard on one, and they rocked out to some of that stuff, but one you know, is twist not and in, shouts not on one. Twist no. and shouts going to blow their mind. But one is not and, indicative of the early Beatles. No, it's not. I mean, think about it. If you play someone Revolver. All right, and they're grooving to got to get you into my life, and tomorrow never knows, and for no one. And then you put on, I don't want to spoil the party, or... 
No uh, reply. Well, I, I could see her as a moody track. I, I don't want to spoil the party for yeah, no one. Okay. Very, you, you, you weren't bringing right, that up on purpose, but those are song. two songs right. that fit very well. As a disc jockey right now, I'm thinking, that's a good segue. Yeah, okay, so, all right. So the, Matter of fact, I'm going to steal it next week. Thank you. All right, so bad bad choice. Bad, good choice for you, but bad choice for me <laughs> um, for the show. All right. You know, even Babies in Black, after hearing... Tomorrow never knows. But you're, I, I'm, I'm, mm, it's still I'm, songs I'm, with a lot of sophistication. Absolutely, there. but the whole catalog is. But I think if you start at the end or in the middle, and then you try to play them the earlier stuff, yes, it's exciting and fresh. But they may get turned off. We've had this whole discussion about early Beatles versus later Beatles, right? And how. Everybody tends to go to the later Beatles now, even though the early Beatles is great. But if you take a fresh-faced virgin Beatle fan, so to speak, and but you they play might them not, the later stuff, you may, well, they may be jaded or they may not. Well, no, they, they might not care about the fact that the Beatles grew as musicians. They We're, might just want to hear the music. All right, now, here's where the game changer is. Go ahead. The game changer is, relates directly to something that you said. Go ahead. Doing it as it's a holistic thing. It's a holistic package. The idea of a young person now getting into a, a group, a band, is very, very different than when we were young. Rob or myself or you, we could not say, oh, guys, you're getting into the Beatles? Go throw on a copy of Hard Day's Night and check it out, the movie. You couldn't do that when we were growing up. You had to wait to see if Hard Day's Night showed up in a movie theater or got played on Channel 5 once a year and you forgot and your parents dragged you somewhere and you got home and you only caught 20 minutes of it. <laughs> so Sounds like it's close to home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Mom and Dad. Going to Anne Marie's house. Man, I hate you. No, I'm sorry. I love my parents. Anyway, they turned me on to a lot of music. But, um... You know, the idea is... That's a good point. Now, a young person getting turned on to a band, if, especially now you upped it a little bit, where you said, okay, not a nine-year-old, a 14-year-old. Now, what does a 14-year-old have at his disposal now that we didn't have at their disposal now? That kid wants to get into the Beatles? If you give him Beatles for Sale and Pepper, the first thing he's going to go home is look them both up on Wikipedia. And of course, Wikipedia so sometimes now, is wrong. But no, but I'm going where but, I'm but, going is. But let me you know, let me add on to that because you brought up the iPod situation. Do people mm. listen to how many people listen to the iPod and shuffle? So you could put not the whole, serious, not serious young people who want to be fans. Well, it, there's a lot of them that do. So you could be, you know, listening to random anything random with the Beatles, and th and it just becomes this hodgepodge thing, and then you're hearing it. On a different level of you know what you were talking about, Mitch, learning you know from sixty two to sixty. Yeah, but then you know what I'm going to do? Seriously, not to be funny. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to slap them around. Set them, slap them around. <laughs> no, then it's back to mixtape. No, I won't give you a mix CD, but I'm damned if I'm not going to give you a playlist. Okay. I'll buy for you on iTunes a playlist, Uncle Tony's list of stuff you better listen to, and I'm going to be a written test next week. That's a good point. That's a, something that if you set up a playlist, then they have to think about it a little bit. Yeah. Or, you know, but again, the fun part of it is I'm kind of like agreeing with everybody's thoughts on it. Like, it's, you're absolutely right. To expose a young person to it chronologically, along with the fact that they can now follow the story. Again, a lot easier than we could when we were young. You could as first generation because you watched it unfold. Yes. But let's be honest. You didn't watch it with the factual knowledge no, you now no, would no. have at your disposal with twenty twenty hindsight no. and with so now a young person hearing the story unfold from Please Please Me. You know, they're gonna read reviews calling it a nascent effort by a you know, band that would conquer the world. Okay. Yeah. So that fourteen year old kid, after looking up the word nascent, is going to <laughs> realize what this album means. Right. And may look at it and go, you know what? I don't really want to hear that, even if that's what Uncle Tony said I should hear. But he also said something about Revolver. So you're kind of giving them the option to... You I, know, I also think part of it is, um, as kids get older, and we're talking about high school kids, uh, they might start experimenting a little bit with um, some of nature's... Uh, substances. Substances. Mother Nature's son. Um, and, you know, 
We haven't heard Tony do that in a while. Sorry. But there are kids who might say, hmm, let me start rolling one and we'll listen to Sergeant Pepper, just like maybe their uncle or father or grandfather did. <laughs> Grandfather. Uh, well, think about it. Wow. Think about it. You're right, The 14-year-old girl or boy who saw the Ed Sullivan show is now 63 years old. They could be a grandfather. Wow. So it's- Rolling doobies with their grandson. They, well, I'm not sure they would do that, but I'm just saying- Sorry. It, the 50-year point has hit us. Yeah. But it's so weird because to that point, Rob, if they're rolling a fatty- they're not putting on Please Please Me no, or, or Beatles for Sale. No, they're not. Because that ain't going to make it sound better. Nope. That's actually only going to make it sound worse. They're going to be like, these are the most uncool MFs I ever heard. But if you put on Within You Without You when you roll a fatty, that sounds damn good. Or Tomorrow Never Knows. Yep. Or anything on the White Album. Again, you're then you're leaning them toward the later Beatles, and you don't even know it. It really does take me back to that concept of mixtape CD or playlist yep. it makes me just keep thinking that you know what I am gonna I am gonna give the 14 year old kid who you know you're right maybe and, and the mixtape is different than it's a playlist or a CD because the mixtape you always had to have the first song a kick-ass song on both sides right and people forget that yeah you know, but on a CD you wouldn't have that kick-ass song well, in the well he middle. says a mixtape you know? He's giving a 14-year-old now a CD or a playlist. Right, right. But here's the thing. The Beatles themselves gave us a playlist of what they want us to hear. Sure. And it was Tomorrow Never Knows, and it was not a great playlist. I wouldn't give that playlist no. to a kid and say, discover the Beatles. No, Because you know not. what? That's what the Beatles wanted us to hear, and they're giving us pretty much later Beatles. But I'm, I'm going to take it oh, you a different Oh, you're talking about Tomorrow Never Tomorrow Knows? Tomorrow Never Knows. The, the iTunes, iTunes only release, yeah. which we've talked about. Yes. The Beatles themselves gave us a playlist, gave young people a playlist. You're right. Because young was people aimed, are listening to the- Aimed, aimed at younger people. Yep. And guess what? They themselves want people to know the later Beatles, pretty much. Well, we- There were a couple of early, but nothing major. It's interesting, because you know, we've bitten into a very, very- large pie like yeah, it's almost have. as though or an apple we could go or an apple we could literally go online to our website and each of us put together a here's for the nine-year-old right. here's for the 14-year-old he's here's for the 25-year-old and then you have to add in the idea that you've got to you've got to always surmise you know for us the beatles were springboards for many 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 adult beetle fans who have children I've known two or three in my own life. Beatle fans who have children, they set up the Beatles to be the springboard to take their kids into other music. Their kids start to really love music. Is that and true, then, Mitchell? I'll be honest with you. One of my children, my son, has not springboarded yet. He loves the Beatles. Uh, and he, he loves the monkeys. Yeah, and he listens to other pop music on the he, radio. Well, he listens to... Well, he don't... No. He listens to other pop music. Yes, he does, but only when I'm listening to. My son happens to be a 60s freak like I am, and he sings along with everything. I mean, I put on a Zombies album uh, the other day. Um, what's the... Uh, Odyssey and Oracle. Thank you. And he started singing every line to for, uh, Rose Rowan, Emily. I mean, it was weird. So maybe subconsciously he's springboarding because I am listening to that stuff and he listens to it. My daughter doesn't care. She doesn't, She likes the Beatles and she'll sing the Beatles, but she does her own, you know, not Miley Cyrus, but right. One Direction, but her contemporary stuff, whereas my son will listen to what I'm listening to and he really enjoys it, but he still loves the Beatles. I mean, when he listens to the Beatles, and here's a weird thing, and, and I didn't do this to him. I told the story one night on the show, but I'll tell it again real quick. He asked me for the White Album, and he said he really loves Rocky Raccoon, Happiness is a Warm Gun. Uh, right. But did I do that to him? I don't know. I don't listen to the White Album a lot. He wanted to hear the White Album. Because you Why? never, ever, ever really know what is going to catch a young person's fancy. For me, growing up, I love the hits, 
But as a young person being really into the Beatles, I can absolutely remember far more being dramatically affected by Don't Bother Me, Run For Your Life, which that song, for some reason, I was like, wow, oh my, that's so cool. Wait, and Hey Bulldog. Well, he's into Hey Bulldog, but he's you know, also into the random twist and tunes. Very, I mean, I can understand Don't Bother Me because it's the first song inside too, but the rest of them are in the middle. But he, it, it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, now I was like, whoa. But he's, whoa. He's and as a little kid, it. I could play that track over and over again. But you see, you know, he's into the twist and shouts also. Of course. I mean, of course. So I, I can't go by him. Where is twist and shout? That different, I mean, that's different totally in a way, but if you play Twist and Shout and Get Back, back to back, what's the difference? High energy, Twist and Shout, granted, is a, you know, but... I mean, But you know, it also has Twist and Shout, and this is where, uh, how movies or video or visuals can affect. Think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where they they do Twist and Shout, they have the band playing along... And it's it's this big scene, and yeah, I personally think that scene changed the way we look at Twist and Shout, because it, right. it became all of a sudden. If you ever go to a party and that comes on, everyone does ah, yeah. and everyone's out of tune, of course, yeah. or they can't hold it on. But it's funny how something like that, a visual in a movie, changes the way we think of a song. Well, you know what? That's a perfect segue into what we should talk about after the break. Right. And we'll, well, we should talk about. We've we've discussed what we would turn the people mm. on to audio wise. Let's go how we would turn them on to the Beatles visual. Right. Yep. We'll All be right. back right after this. More with the Fab Four Free for All. Hi everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free for All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beatle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beatles show and Little Billy and Baseball Bob can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash whpc. And also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truquardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. Okay, we're back here on the Fab Four Free-For-All, and the topic we're talking about today is how do you get someone to become a Beatle fan? And it's not just age-specific. You know, you can have your 5-year-old, you can have your 50-year-old, because some people, older people, don't like the Beatles for whatever reason. Sure. Or, you know, a lot of people become Beatle fans if they don't get it at 5 or 6 in, in high school. And if you think about we were talking about Beatles 1, the people who bought Beatles 1 in the beginning were high school and college kids because all of us were saying, well, we already have this. We yeah, don't right. need this Five again. Even, over. Yeah, because yeah. we bought the red and the blue albums again on CD. And not that everything was in there, but a lot of it was. And then, of course, uh, Past Masters. But then it became the biggest selling album of the decade, which is amazing if you think about it. Right. One of the things that now as time has moved on, when we were growing up, you like you said, Tony, Hard Day's Night comes on Channel 5 at 11 o'clock at night. Nowadays, you know, it's on video. Everything is on video for on the most YouTube? part. Not everything. Or not That's everything. That's where I was going to go. Okay. Uh, there's YouTube now, which is, God, if we had YouTube, we never would have went outside. And there you go. And that, to me, I, I'm going to jump right in and say, back to playlists again. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to also forward- Does YouTube have forward, playlist stuff? Sure they do. Okay, I wasn't- Sure. Uh, you can subscribe to uh, a person- and you can watch all of their videos. Yes, I and know that. And you can also watch all of their suggestions. You can oh, okay. watch their playlist. There you go. That's back to my nephew again. My nephew gets an email. My niece, whoever, gets an email. Hey, kiddo. Hey, Uncle Tony already took care of it for you. Knock yourself out. And the funny thing about YouTube you know, is 
considering how litigious Apple could be or they has been. They take down a lot of content. Well, they have. But really? Because yeah. I, I see a lot of stuff up there. They, they take down more shocked. than you think Tony and do. I have actually, when I missed the show from the interview with Jim Birkenstein right. a few shows back, I did the opening, as many of you know, you know, with the, mo- not mocking, but uh, doing the washing and the cooking and I don't know. I hope people it. got it. <laughs> they did. No, okay. they did. Did you okay. hear it? I did. I did. Okay. It was fun. And we were trying to actually find the video on YouTube. But we also forgot, too, and I just realized this now, that also may be Andrew Salt Productions. Well, whomever it is, the people are Being taking it down. Well, they, he, it down. He would have a right to say it. We yeah, couldn't right. find the actual oh, video really? on Anywhere. YouTube. It, it used to be there. It used to be there, yeah, because uh, I remember seeing it. We did click on one that said it has been taken down by the copyright owner or whatever. Oh, okay, good. So I'm glad. we did find the transcription of it, so I did it word right. for word pretty much. So there are, it's getting to the point where YouTube is, although there's, you know, 13 million Beatle videos on there, I think it is getting to the point where the official videos are sort of being taken down. Okay, because for a while they were all over the place. And before I did anything, what would I send them? The two first things I would send a young fan, right off the bat, Sweden 63, bingo, drop in, Swedish TV. Right, that's good That's it, man. That if you were talking about starting them with the early stuff, high energy, high energy. Yeah, it's probably the highest energy I've ever, ever seen, seen the Beatles them. ever. And I toss in the Hello Goodbye video, the Penny Lane video, and the Hello Goodbye. I'd specifically throw in the moment they're goofing around. Yes, that one to show the fun. Yep, the Hello Goodbye video, the Penny Lane video, and then maybe I would then. Send them to the Hard Days Night DVD. Right mm. after that, that would be well, my depending one, two, on three, the rage. Four punch. Depending on the rage, I would probably start off with Yellow Submarine. Well, go, sure. what would you? You go ahead. Well, because I'm going to go in a different I direction did, again. Because um, a few years ago, I, I had a VHS copy of Yellow Submarine. I had like two copies, so I sent one to my cousin, and his kid was five years old at the time, and so he played it for the kid. He didn't have it, and the kid absolutely loved it. Wow. He, and, and even though the, if you look at some of the images, it's kind of dark of what's actually it's going actually on. It's actually a dark movie. Yeah, but you know, he was five years old and wasn't comprehending they that. They miss the darkness yeah. sometimes. The little ones, the dark stuff. They just, just get right the cartoon. Yeah, they, they get the cartoon and, and, the, and the music. But then my cousin said something. He goes, I haven't seen this movie in like 40 years because yeah. he didn't have it on, on any video. And he loved it. He, he forgot how much he loved it. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. how him and, he, yeah, and his son... Both love this movie, and they're looking at it different ways. Totally different. Yeah, so. Sure. But if if the kid is five, but if the kid is 15, maybe um, I'd probably start a hard day's night. Not help, but a hard day's night. Yeah. Because I think, I remember the first time I saw a hard day's night, there was confusion over who was who because of the overlapping dialogue. And let's be honest, it it wasn't properly recorded because everything seemed to be on the fly. So the the overlapping audio is like, oh, is that, was that John who said that or George? You know, he wasn't sure. At least I wasn't sure back when I first saw it. Now, you know, I, I pick it up a lot better. But at the time, I didn't. So I would probably pick A Hard Day's Night only because it just it, – they're having fun where help they're acting. Yes. They're having fun and help, but they're yeah. acting and help. Yeah. So I'd probably pick that. What would you pick, Mitch? I'm going a different way. And You're going to give him your copy of the Beatle cartoons? No, I'm and then actually, your book. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually not. Really? Yeah, because I mean I would later, but once again I'm the chronological guy. I am going to give them the anthology series because I want to again now. Well, that's that's too much to digest. No, 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 no. Again, I'm assuming that they really want to get into the Beatles, and if you're really going to get into the Beatles. You need to it's know. It's episodic, though. Don't forget, too, Rob. Yeah, you're like the guy who the, goes to like the buffet and and, and eats a lot. <laughs> once no, I'm not actually. I eat. I'm a bird. But you're the skinniest of us all. Eat as a bird. <laughs> no, nice. but I mean, but like I said, it is episodes, though. Yes, yeah, that's true. It does. Oh, it, there are natural down. There are natural breaks. Yeah, right there are natural that. breaks. Yeah. And I was even going to say, go seek out the import director's cut. Because you get bootleg. Sorry. But yeah. But you get a lot more. I have that. And you do get a lot more. Yeah. Um, but even if they look at the 10 DVDs, Eight. you're going to find out in- 10 in the bootleg. Oh, that's right. You're right. How many are there in the regular one? Eight. eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm so used to the other one. Even if you seek out the eight one, 
<clears throat> you're still going to get an hour and a half episodes, mm-hmm. and you can stop anytime you want. That's the beauty of a DVD. You know, you could stop when you see you know the bombings in Liverpool and and, and say, okay, I want to go a little further. But I think if you're a serious fan, just like with the audio, and you let's just say you you started chronologically with the audio and you're hooked, all right? Well, now if you want to know more about the group other than the audio, the logical place to go is anthology, because now you get to see why they were who they were. And why they became the Beatles. But don't you think a lot of it is in the sense that it's so much to digest in, in the but, beginning? Where, but again, where you're, if you're, you had like the red or the blue album or the, or the one album, you know, you'd play that for like you know, weeks at a time and then the maybe move on to something else. The beauty of a DVD is that you can put in episode one and watch half of it. That's true. That part's true. And go to number two without watching the second half. You don't need to... You know, once you know with, that the Beatles grew up in Liverpool and, and it was a tough town and all that, maybe you can then go to the second one. You know, you can skip around a little bit, you know, but I think you need to see, once someone has chronologically gone through the albums, I have a feeling chronologically going through the anthology is going to be fun because you're going to know in your mind, okay, I need to get up to episode three to get to Beatles for Sale or A Hard Day's Night. And they do talk about a hard day's night. Sure. So then, let's just say you you're you're at a hard day's night in the anthology. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, he, and, and, and then I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Now you go back and watch. To, now you go watch a hard day's well, night. Well, now because that now that kid's curiosity's right. been peaked too because they've seen a trailer. They've right. And all of a sudden it's like being this talked is supposed about. to be a really fun movie, and this propelled them into superstardom. Now you just go to my collection. And I'll give you a hard day's night. See, another go that, watch it. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're so saying. So this like way, it. but you at can, the same you can time, do little this... subsets of of the anthology because technology today allows you to do that. But at the same time, you put you're your investing, DVD and it starts where it left off. You're investing a lot of time in a band. That, let's say you're not sure of yet. You know, you, we're talking about a, a person who well, I'm, might I'm not assuming, be into the Beatles yet, but maybe will be. Well, I'm assuming you're not you've sure. already gotten hooked sure. by the audio. There is an assumption on my part that the audio has hooked you in okay. already. So, right. right. So, we're Mitch is Because you might at say, well, as... I don't like the Beatles. I'm going to go like the yeah. Stones. Yeah, Mi- or the Mitch, Who or Mitch is looking at it more as the fact of now the video becomes the auxiliary. It becomes like the partner to already having kind of gone through the audio. Right. You like the audio. Now you're going to love the but video. It, but it did yeah. take time. I mean, for me to be a Beatle fan, I, I didn't you know, like everything right away because I didn't have everything right away. But once I was hooked... Again, first generation. Right. But think about different. it. Right, but forget about that. Even go now. Once, uh, Moody Blues. Mm. Once I was hooked. Wings. Yeah. Once I was hooked, I wanted everything thrown at me. I mean. Sure. And sure. when the anthology came out, we're talking about. Uh, I was a fan for how many years? You know, thirty-three years. Right. Okay, thirty-one years. So, yeah. the anthology comes out in nineteen ninety-five. And I still wanted to see all of it. I sat glued. Oh, and because well, because again, I, too. I, I was a fan already. Again, assuming now that the person is a fan after listening to the albums, now I'm a fan. Now that person's a fan. I'm still a fan. And the anthology came out, and I wanted to see everything because now anything that I can take in with the Beatles was good for me. You know where I'm going to jump? Off the bridge. Off the bridge. I'm going to go to like the Mine next step. Well. And not just video. If I've got the kid who I know is enjoying the early Beatles so far and has done Please Please Me with the Beatles Hard Day's Night and and is a young kid who's digging that, the next thing I'm going to toss them is I'm going to give them my unsurpassed BBC bootleg box set. Uh Ah-ha-ha. That's where I'm going to jump. That's great. Yeah. I actually have it here. Yeah. To me, seek out the full BBC CDs to hear how the Beatles were influenced and hear why they sound like they do and hear the joy within the performance. Yeah, because to me, that stuff... That's what I wrote. That's all of what you just said. To me, that's them. So hardcore. Well, that's before they got a little guarded. Before Be- they became yeah, guarded. That's six, beautifully six, put. 63, they're enjoying themselves on the BBC. They're ascending. They don't know how high they're going to go yet. Right. But they're still ascending, I should say. Right. And they're still enjoying themselves on the BBC. But that, the BBC, that's where you're going to hear 
them say their love for Tamla Motown. That's, that's where the kid may be springboard. Exactly. That's your springboard. But th- you know something? It's funny because that's how I became fans of Little Richard. Buddy Holly, exactly. Chuck Berry, we just that's funny. Put into the, you know, put it all together. Yep. But if it wasn't for the Beatles, Very I'm not sure I would have. Because if I was a Stones fan, I would still like Chuck Berry, but maybe not Carl Perkins or right. Little Richard. Um, right. I mean, without the My Beatles, God, I, I wouldn't have found care. Arthur Alexander, who right. I friggin' love, and, and you know, or or Larry Williams, right? You know, and God knows he's had a right. uh, colorful career. Yeah, he makes rappers uh, put to shame. He put some of the rappers. Oh, yeah. He was a real pimp. Yeah. before he was yeah. a, uh, or was I during it? Um, so it's it's interesting how the Beatles lead us to other things too, with yeah. their influences becoming stuff we like too. Yeah. So without a doubt, and that all that's true, man. The the BBC. That's, that's eleven a, discs, twelve discs. That's sure. A lot. But even even if you listen to the two chunks discs, at a time. Even if you listen to even the two discs, the, the, sure. They mention sure. on the live of the BBC, they do mention their influences. Sure. So you don't even have to get the expanded underground versions. You can get that legit two CD version and still hear their joy in all of their influences. Yeah. And then and, and actually some, some of their choices uh, for the BBC. Now, they didn't, weren't sure what they were going to record for EMI, but the choices they picked for the BBC were immediate. And you know, I don't think they thought about it the way they did for the EMI. No. So you get stuff like I Got no. to Find My Baby, which is yeah. you know, su- such a great song. Uh, you got Sure to Fall in there. You got, don't forget Got to Find My Baby, though, was a part of the 63 stage show. For just a little bit, if I'm not a mistaken. tiny. I, it was like it wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't a major. A handful song. of shows on one of the tours. But even yeah. even even the, all the Chuck Berry, the Memphises, yeah, yep. you yep. know the Sweet Little Sixteens. Yep. I mean, they do a lot of Chuck Berry on that. And some of that yeah. stuff goes back to the to the Star Club. That's goes right. back to the Ham yeah. to Hamburg. Also. Right, but you're not. So you haven't giving, listened to that yet. Right, but what's cool is you're giving them such a huge chunk of the Beatles' history. You got to remember, it goes all the way up to uh, what does it go up to? Ticket to Ride. Yeah, it sure right. does. And you know, the, so, you talk, talk about the Star Club. I actually had the Star Club before. Um, let's see, it came out in '77 on the Linga song. Yeah, Linga. Yeah. My friend had bought it at Corvettes, and he's like, "This thing sucks." So he basically gave it to me. Yeah, and I listened to it. I'm like, "Boy, this does suck." <laughs> but I like the rawness of it when yeah. you actually could hear it. Yeah. I, I had a friend who I used to trade um, comic books for albums. So I would get comic books and I'd read them. And then the really funny thing was I had a neighbor whose aunt worked for one of the comic book companies and she would get all the comic books that I didn't really like, but he <laughs> did. So I'd trade like all these comics and be like, oh, I can't really give this one up. Meanwhile, I'd be like, please take this one. <laughs> and I'd trade it for my other Beatle, for Beatle records. Well, so anyway. but that's the thing though. You can, after seeing the anthology, right. in the anthology, that definitely shows the influences of the Beatles. Now let's go back, we'll talk about music. If you had to pick just one album over the other in in order, let's say you know, and not a playlist, do you give the White Album or Sgt. Pepper or Revolver as the first choice to your future the future fan fan? Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I would rule out the White Album immediately. Me too. In all honesty, partly because or Abbey Road. My want? own life experience. My other half, Winnie, her first exposure to the Beatles was the White Album. And it was not a pleasant one. It was the first. Well, that was the first Beatles album. No, it was the first album she was given. <laughs> when she you was, listen to it, it, it she if was, it was your first Beatles album. It's yeah. a different album. She it's was given album. a copy of the White album, and she kind of just went, mm, okay. "Okay, you know, there's some okay. tunes on here that I like, but yeah, you know what? I'll just take the Beatles, kind of like as they come to me on the radio. You're not, you're not okay. gonna you know, go nuts over everybody's um, got something to hide except me right. and my monkey. And no. she didn't know to go out and grab. Well, gee, you know, I'll just grab that 62 to 66 and 67, 70. Those are the things I hear on the radio. Okay, yeah. fine. I personally would probably pick uh, now, now that I Abbey Road, probably Abbey Road, or I'd probably pick Pepper before Revolver, all because it's a little just. Well I'm going to either pick Revolver or Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. And I'm going to, honestly, song for song, I might pick Rubber Soul to start them off, as opposed to the heaviosity of Revolver. That's um, true. It also depends, you know, if a person was playing the guitar, the acoustic guitar, you'd want to probably hear Rubber Soul before Revolver, because right. you can play a lot of the Rubber Soul on your acoustic guitar, right. where... You know, some of the other ones you can't. Yeah. And again, you know, sonically, I mean, what is a kid going to get stuck on? We hear the heaviness 
of Tomorrow Never Knows, and we go, well, you know, I'm not going to inflict that on a nine-year-old. Well, A nine-year-old, maybe, all I can think of is the cartoon of Tomorrow Never Knows with the with like the natives dancing yeah. type thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? A little nine-year-old in their mind is hearing and they're like, wow, cool. They don't need to know that it's turn off your mind. That's a drone to them. Right. The rhythmic aspect of it is like that's cool and and with a visual cartoon and this is where Mm -hmm. we've talked about you know mitch has a lot releasing those for the kids you know gets them or at an early age well you see most people listening to this episode would have thought that i would have said that uh that's why i said i was waiting for you to say it but but not really not now no not now because i don't think i don't know i mean again if my audience is a 14, 15-year-old, I'm not showing them the cartoons. No, about. and even if they're a, a young person right now, unfortunately with the cartoons, the production value is not what they I'm not worried about the production to. of the cartoons. I'm thinking if you're 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, and you throw on the cartoon for Penny Lane, mm. um, although it's the 67 Beatles singing as the mop tops, it doesn't matter to them because they don't realize that, but I think... The cartoons will always be a good springboard for a young, young fan because they're watching cartoons and hearing Beatle music. So it sure. doesn't matter. And the cartoons, actually, as long as we're, we're here, may be better for the, the young Beatle fan because if you're watching a Beatle cartoon with Anna, with boys, with some of the early, early stuff that maybe kids wouldn't get into listening to it in a car. They may get into it at an early age because they don't know any better. They're just watching a cartoon. Right. So you may get into Matchbox because the cartoon is cool and that may be their favorite song. Good point. Very good point. But if you're putting it on the radio and you hear Matchbox, just listening, it may not be the one you want to hear. But the visual of a cartoon beetle singing it and having fun with that they may think of that when they hear the song, and that may put them over the top. It's so hard to Very think... Very good point. Very Thank good you. Point. ...how the young mind processes yeah. music. I mean, obviously, it's an incredible question, but you know, I have a friend who has a... He's now four, her four-year-old son. When he was two and a half, we have the video of him at two and a half sitting on the floor, banging away at pots and pans, and what is he doing? He's playing the drums to the melody, but he's playing... Oh, buddy, oh, but da, I jump ba, da, da, ha, da, let on. And I do, yeah. And it, I, I do the song, mommy. You know, I do, I do the oh, bloody song. Yeah. You know, and I ring, look at me, I ringo. That's what he's, no, I know. He hooked into Ringo. He saw Ringo, not as shiny time station guy, not as, he just, a video came on and his mother said, these are the Beatles. And it, oh, who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who's that play drums? Ringo. Uh, I Ringo. He comes Even the line. name of Ringo yeah. is yeah. very uh, fun. cartoony. Yeah. But you, you said something interesting. You know, Ringo was Mr. Conductor on Shining Time Station for a while. How many kids saw Ringo and not even put together that he was a Beatle? Nope. No, they yeah. didn't. They didn't. They, and then they grow up and they go, oh my God, that's Ringo. Hey, look, not to be funny, but. John Lennon sitting on the bed with Sean watching uh, the, the yeah. Yellow Submarine cartoon right. and well, saying, and, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daddy. even him singing, do you need anybody? Right. Well, Sean, yeah, on, right. Right, on the album. On the right. album. On the anthology. Yeah, yeah. on the anthology. So, uh, John's anthology. Right, John, John's anthology. And that's it, too. I mean, songs like that, you know, with a little help from my friends, it depends on, I think part of it depends on whether or not well, you you're... You need to know an age. As a parent... The Beatle music can, in a really wonderful way, I mean, you and I, we're hardcores, so for well, you, by default, I your kids to. are going to, I said, so oh, I said okay. you, we're, we're hardcores. Okay, okay. I was pointing to Mitch saying you're a parent. Oh, yes. But okay. we're, I'm, a, but I'm we're very a parent. We're, nice. <laughs> apparently. But we, we're all hardcores. You're a parent. Because you're a hardcore and a parent, your kids are automatically exposed to the whole thing. Yeah, they are. But the average person who's like a really big fan of the Beatles and is maybe a parent, maybe you're going to feed a kid with a little help from my friends on a mixed disc because it's sweet and it's 
I get by with a little help from my friends. You're going to want it's your- also reassuring. You're going to want your seven-year-old or your six-year-old or your five-year-old to have that in their mind. You're going to want- all together now because it's a sing-along. Well, you know what? Let me, gonna, let, me, let, me, let me take that one step further, okay? I am a parent. So in the car, we have, well, we had the double CD uh, for the kids in the back, all right? Where they had to watch the same thing on DVD. For years, I have an underground DVD of essentially the Beatles 1. Which yeah, the, we've always said should come out. Oh, I have that too. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's, and it's wonderful. Really nice. Now, for years, my kids, both of them, who were only 19 months apart, made me put that on when we went on trips. And they watched chronologically the Beatles hits. Now, maybe they wouldn't want to hear it on one, the CD. Yeah, but, but now, when you give them the visual... visual with that, that's na- phenomenal. And, and don't forget, that's going chronologically. They see the Beatles growing beards and all that stuff. They didn't care as long as they liked the song, and now they get to see the visual behind well, it. Well, you know, a lot of people always put down the thought that, like, oh, the beards and the mustaches and pepper and strawberry fields, that that's the big, huge change. But the truth is, if you watch them chronologically in those videotapes, they're changing. Well, John, even John's paperback on writer weight. and rain. Paul's, yeah, John's putting on weight. George is maturing. Ringo is is coming into being more comfortable with himself. They're growing up. But also in those videos, you know, those videos. When you think about the videos, there's not a lot of um, show videos like Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane. Sort of. It's not just them standing there playing. It's more of a video you would think you've what we used to see on MTV. You know, a theme, so mm-hmm. to speak. And it's interesting that they would just sort of sit there watching the Beatles perform because that's what most of the videos were. They would just they love it. So, but they love it. And I mean, in the middle of driving somewhere, I mean, you know, you hear "Hold Me" and you hear two little kids going "Love," and it's all—it's amazing. Well, you know what? Let's face it. The reality is, again, talking about the change in the generation, we grew up in an environment where what did we have? A lot of variety shows. We saw. As far as music went, we saw music being performed on a regular basis. Uh, so we I, might be. You're, a, you're, you're saying right now what I'm about to say. So, so, say it, so we're going to be a little bit kind of like, wow, wow, it's amazing. A kid's going to want to watch a, a, just a group standing there performing. Guess what? Where the hell else are they ever going to see that anymore? Right, right. They're not seeing it on MTV. Nope. They're not seeing it on videos they're watching on YouTube right. or on iTunes. No one just. Shows a performance but if you want video. To, if you want to show how things have changed, watch the Ed Sullivan discs, and you get the Beatles, and then you see Ed introducing Topo Gigio or the the lumberjack guys at right. the end, and you th- want to show how entertainment has changed to the kids, and they're going to say, "Oh my God, the Beatles stand out so much on this show," and it wasn't made to be that way. That's the way it was. Yeah, you know, there's the stupid things of yeah. Ro- Alan and Rossi, you know, which right. is very dated. Or the plate spinners, the plate spinners, the spinners, and all that, and it's like. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it suck if it backfires on you and your kid ends up not being interested in the Beatles and just wants to collect plate spinning videos? <laughs> he, wants to hear the, he wants to hear the mouse from Super Daddy, Cells. Daddy, kiss me goodnight. Aw. <laughs> Aw, oh, damn. They but, missed yeah. it. But that's a, that's a great thing to show how entertainment has changed. It, it just in a historical way, not just to kids, but to anyone. Absolutely. And you know, how things move around. You don't even notice it. Yeah. You know, you it's, oh, it's yeah. just amazing. You know, like I say, here we are saying, oh, gee, why would someone want to watch, just watch a guy stand there and play the guitar? Yeah. Well, because unless your kid's wandering off into a bar when you're not looking, <laughs> he's not going to see somebody hanging out up on stage playing a guitar. Not anymore. Because it's not going to happen. Not it's anymore. not on. There's no variety show to watch. There's no, that's it. Okay, we're running out of time. I want to just pick, we've gone, you know, video, we've picked audio. Books. Books. Well. Mitch is going first. I am going first. I'm going to tell someone. I'm sorry you're not allowed to read a book until all of Mark Lewison's are out. And I'm not kidding. I, I'm, that is, I, I mean, I hate to funny, say it. But, well, we say it now. But, but, but that's I, different. We were trying to get him to start. Lewison's okay, books, I think, so, are a little more yeah. intense. Okay. okay. So you, you know, know what? Like, I'm, I wouldn't pick Spies' books as much as I love them, and I wouldn't pick Mark's books because you know I think where you have I'm to going? be a deep fan. I, to, I'm going to tell you where I'm going. 
I'm going with Nicholas Schaffner. Damn you. The, the Beatles Damn Forever. You, son of a... <laughs> that was my the choice. The Beatles Forever. I and I haven't read that book in ages. Because but it I, gives a nice overview. Yep. It's not the illustrated record, which actually makes fun of the solo stuff, and which is a beautifully illustrated book. Roy Tyler, but, Tony Carr. Yeah. It's uh, Roy that, that's my other one. Roy Carr and Tony, Tony Tyler. Tyler. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's my other one, but it's... You nailed it. The Beatles you nailed Forever. it. Beatles was, Forever yep, by Nicholas yep. Schaffner. Roy Carr and Tony Tyler, Beatles Illustrated Record Book. It's just illustrated and then, record. Illustrated record. And then for me, the next thing is you give them the Hunter Davies. If they want to get a little heavier. If they want to get heavier yeah. and they want to learn. not heavy. It's overview. Overview. Yeah. And it also comes from the American side. And while Hunter is reading, more British. They're going to get what they need out of the anthology right from the Beatles. Right. I think when you start doing the shouts. I'm no, not saying I, I would recommend it. I'm just yeah. saying. Books like Shouts, even Tune In, which is Mark Lewison's, right. they're not going to sit there and read no, 1,200 no, pages. I, they're just not. Yeah, we, yeah. You want but, them to get in the door first to right. say, I'm and a Beatles fan. With Nicholas Schaffner, they're going to get in the Once door. Once they've said, right. I'm a really hardcore fan now, gee, thanks, then you know you got stuff to buy them for Christmas over the right. next couple of years as the Lewison books start coming yeah. out. A couple got of the, years? A you know, couple of years. You got we the, love you, Mark. <laughs> you got the, uh, the Chronicle. You got the, the Abbey Road Sessions. Well, if they get into right. the music of the Beatles, yeah. then you do the recording sessions because right. then there are different ways to lead them but for an overview it's Schaffner's book yeah the first the first moment you see the kid pick up a Gretsch and start figuring chords out and then you go buy yeah. them well then well that would be the Beatles, Beatles gear. gear you know and there the you Beatles. go yeah, so there, that's, and, there's, there you and go. no pun intended but there is a book geared toward every kind of Beatle maniac you yeah. know once Beatle fan once they discover what part of the Beatles they like I mean think about it the Beatles, you know, the Beatles gear, the Beatles recording Absolutely. sessions, right. the Beatles well, in general, I mean, yeah. Hunter Davies. Yeah. There are certain books that I would give them depending on where their head is at. Uh, but for a general overview, Nicholas Schaffner, yeah, I, I rest agree. in peace. Yeah, that's, uh, that was my choice, too. It was just a yeah. nice overview. It, it, especially on the, from the American side. Well, yeah, it is very American. Very That's American. the only catch. That's, it is but he very does American. talk about some of the UK tours. He gives a set list, too, of a couple of the UK right. tours. So you do get a little bit there. But it is very American. But we, as Americans, are going to give our American... You know, and what website do they look at? Fab Four Free For All. Yeah, because well, the Beatles.com doesn't give them go. anything, to right. be honest. Not to be funny, but, you know, <laughs> not to be goofy, but that's one of the websites you send them to. You send well, you them want to know something? Because you let them pick. And what podcast should they listen to, What's I mean? Fab Four Free For All. <laughs> no, think but about I'm it, saying. though. Because there, once they're hooked, and they want an analysis of something that they may be interested in, chances are, either as Fab Forum or Fab Four Free For All, they're going to find something that they like where they can hear a little more in depth. And hopefully, the, you know, I yeah. think the thing... Of, and that's not just self-promoting. And, and you point them to different things. You point oh, them you to resources like, like Beetle Fan, obviously. Like right. Spies. Like Spies. Again, books. you have you to... point them to great resources. Once they're in the door, then it's like, ha, 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 you're mine. But you know what? <laughs> exactly. You know, like like <laughs> and, Professor Beetle Fans... Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure you should not go unless you're a diehard. But no, the, you may want to go. Listen, if I'm a young kid and the fest is around, yep, I'm going to point them there because you're going to see what other people who also like well, the yeah, Beatles the, are exposed and, to. And you learn and, the shorthand. There yes. is a shorthand as being a, a fan of any group. You know, we're Beatle fans, but yes. if you're a Stones fan or an Elvis fan but or then again, Sinatra think about fan, it. there is a shorthand think of how you if talk they, about. If they just right. like the vibe and the music. There you go. You send them to the fest for a day because then the vibe's there and they get to be with other people that like that vibe. And, and, and you, at the end, they hear Liverpool and that's some music. And you yeah. accept the fact that if they're seven or eight years old, no, they may not have the patience no, to last out the I'm day. I'm not talking that. I wouldn't, and no, I wouldn't send them that saying, young. No, I, maybe you bring them at the end of the day seven, when you're hearing Liverpool. Exactly. Yeah. Seven or eight You bring them at the they, end of the day. dig it. And they'll, they'll watch a movie maybe or, and yeah. they'll hear Liverpool play for an hour and a half or two hours at the end. Right. And they'll hear all the music. Right. It depends. Yeah. Again, oh, it really depends on where you're going. And then once they're in the door, you give them unfinished music number two, wildlife, extra texture. And two virgins. And, right, two virgins. I see a and Ringo, the, Ringo the fourth. And Ringo the fourth. What and are then, those missiles? And then, you know, that's it. And oh, then they say, oh. why was I a fan again? <laughs> what the hell? I bought Ringo the fourth? What are you talking about? <laughs> My God. Wings wildlife. This Come on. This can't keep from crying. <laughs> yeah. So th th that's <laughs> the... 
the other side. You know, that, those are the stuffs. Like, okay, maybe it's time to say goodbye. You know, <laughs> how to scare off your average Beetle fan? <laughs> well, yeah. I think we've actually covered a, a lot, and actually more than I thought we were going to do. And I'm very happy about that. Me too. Very Me cool. Too. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping everybody else is too. But yeah. But again, let's hear what they would start with yeah. the fans. You know, the yeah. our listeners. Let us yeah. know what you've subjected the young Beatle fan in your life because to. Because there are people who have. So, and you yeah. know what? Why don't we do this? Would all of us have a playlist? Because maybe Ooh, we could we try could to come up with some playlists. I'll come up with one. All right, we'll try things. to come up with some playlists and put yeah. them up on the website. Yeah, that'd be we cool. We say that, but Recommend we never do it. it. Yeah, we do. Well, this we time do. we'll We've make sure it. we do. We'll make darn sure we do. We have time. We do. Okay. So anyway. Um, we have time on our hands. We all do nothing we, else but this. Six. <laughs> we just get together and record this show. And yes. Too much time on my hands. So that just about does it for today. How to get someone to be a new Beatles fan and where sort of to guide them. Joining me today, my name is Rob Leonard, has been Tony Truguardo. Take care, folks. And Mitch Axelrod. See you later. And take care and thank you for listening. And and look us up on Facebook. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. He just beheaded Ringo again. Oh, it's on the floor. Dude. <laughs> I can't even pick it up. <laughs> Let them eat cake, yeah. <laughs> Can you pick up his head? Oh. <laughs> I can't. Well, uh, we'll leave Proving it once again that... Wait, uh, and... Oh, you Oh, the drum set. I mean, the little, drum wee set. little drum set. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta put him. <laughs> oh, I can't break this or else I would. <laughs> goes sinking in quicksand. <laughs> hey, wait. Look. Wait, wait, look. Look, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, God. <laughs> And now Ringo Starr stars in The Exorcist. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> no, I got it. Touchdown. Right, let's wait, go. Wait, let's wait. go. Let's go. What are you, Rick O'Casey? Shut up. Let's go. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, you ready? <laughs> We're ready. I'm the headless baseman. <laughs> I'm the open love. I'm the open spaceman. Oh, By the way, did you see the picture that, that Ringo tweeted today? No. No. It's a picture of him and Joe Walsh on a boat. Oh, I saw that. Shirtless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Joe Walsh was shirtless. Ringo oh. is too. Oh, then I saw a different picture then. They're both shirtless doing the piece of oh, love then, on a uh, boat for, in San Tropez. Ew. I don't like it. I don't want to see Ringo's 73 year old man boobs. <laughs> In love. <laughs> love. Man, <laughs> in love. Uh. All right, what are we doing? Oh, where do, where do I begin? <laughs> the Beatles' love story. Nice. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. And it's any age. Yes. Not just, you know, what he said. Okay, do Go. the intro. All right. Welcome to another exciting edition. I'm getting no. the Doppler effect. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't. You're going up and down. Uh, you're going to break the chair. Yeah. Do Henry Kissinger again.